Hello, this is Billy Moon. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. It's 2022 already, season three. As COVID stays in our lives, I missed talking and learning from other creatives. And I discovered a newfound hobby of connecting people to other people to get close to their dreams. So bear with my interview skills, if any, and dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome to the show, Polonia Blue Olsen Ocean. What's your name? You have a long name. Polonia Blue Pacific Olsen. I mean, Ocean, what? Um, Your last name is what? (laughs) My last name is what, indeed. What? What the (laughs) What? Get over here. What? (laughs) What? Stand on your mark. What if that was like... Well, yeah, what if that was like my actual last name and like I was playing football in high school and then all my teammates would be like, yo, what? Get over here. You know, because like nobody calls me by my last name. Not you yet. Know? No, I've already got a weird enough first name that people are like, what? It's not that weird. It's very <laughs> soothing. Does, does your first name mean anything? The quick one two I always say if I don't want to start a conversation is uh, it's the name of a tree. But to go even further, it's the name of a Southeast Asian tree. Uh-huh. And I got that name because um, my dad makes surfboards and snowboards and he uses the wood from that tree to make them. This tree is really sustainable because it grows really fast and doesn't uh-huh. require a lot. And uh, it produces a really lightweight wood. So it's this really cool tree that's got these heart-shaped leaves and purple flowers. And yeah. hence I got the name. That sounds like you. Yep. Where'd you grow up? I grew up, well, it is true when people ask me where I'm from and I say I'm from Seattle because I was born in Ballard, Seattle, but I was also raised out on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington. Um, I went to this small little high school called Squim High School and grew up in like Port Angeles. Were you scouted during high school or even earlier? I was scouted when I was in middle school, actually. Oh, my gosh. What is that, 13? Yeah, I was 13. Where did that happen? Or how? (laughs) Um, It was my older cousin's, I think it was her 15th birthday. Uh Uh-huh. And she really wanted to go meet and greet with the Hunger Games cast that happened to be in town in the Seattle area. And uh, yeah, I didn't know they shot that there. They did not shoot it there. (laughs) They were just there. (laughs) They were just there on tour promoting the movie. Okay. I believe it was for the second movie. Okay. Something like that. The second or third. It was indeed Catching Fire. And I know that because I have a lanyard that says Catching Fire on it. Oh. I just couldn't remember the name of it. But I remember there was the little fire. So were you near the premiere or something? No. They were just on tour doing a meet and greet. And um, and some guy just popped out of the crowd and said, hey, do you want a model? No, but that sounds like my life in L.A. Hmm. Uh, no, I so we got up super early that morning to try to make this line to do the meet and greet. Didn't sleep that night. I was 13 years old with my cousin's older friends and uh, it was pouring rain oh, and we waited in line for hours, hours. And we never made the first like i think they only took the first like two to three hundred people to do the meet and greet and we just didn't make the cut and so after not sleeping after being miserable in the rain yes it does rain in seattle not as much as people think but after all of that i went to go hide in the apple store that was at this outlet mall 
and you can't hide in the apple store it's very bright well i hid in the apple store (laughs) and as i was leaving the apple store with my crazy curly hair Uh and my braces oh yeah oh this woman came up to me and was like hey i'm so sorry if this is weird but do you mind if i ask you what's your height and how old are you Right. And I looked up at this woman and I was like... Thank God it was a woman. Yeah, well, uh, innocent me was like, oh, I'm like what? I think... I'm 6'1". No, I'm at 13. that age, at 13, and I was in like 7th grade, I think I was about 5'6 or 5'7". Damn. Um, so I said that and like, oh, I'm 13. And then she pulls out this card and says, well, hey, I own this modeling agency I think you have a really cool look and I'd love if you wanted to stop by sometime for one of our casting calls or um, I guess open calls is what you call it technically. I do know modeling. With your mom and dad. Well, uh, my dad picked me up later that day and took me all the way back out to the Olympic Peninsula, which is like three hours away, traffic depending, and uh, showed my mom. Mm-mm. No, so it took a while. He took the card and me, and we went back to my mom back home. And my mom was like, "Wait, hey, I actually know this agency because I used to work with them when I was doing like production and working with film and oh. on sets back in the day in Seattle." And that agency is Seattle Models Guild (SMG), and I've been signed with them with for them. ten years. 10 years 10 years and that woman who came up to me is still my mother agent today oh cool so you know it feels like you know i have a actual mother with my mother mother. agent yeah for real gotta Um, say that yeah she's like a mom to me now you've been pretty much modeling most of your life or half your life or so yeah, I guess if I'm 23 now and I started modeling and got signed at 13, yeah. that would be, yeah, about half of my life. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that you've learned and perceived about yourself over the years? Gosh, modeling. There's so much I have to say on it, to be honest, because I've been building up Please. this experience for the past 10 years and I actually just came from a casting today in downtown LA whoopee um, so Gotham I have City. like my opinion on modeling today and I have my opinions on modeling over the last 10 years but um, it's not glamorous it is I was gonna say it, it is absolutely not glamorous yeah. our job is to take the nitty-gritty dirty and fake it till you make it make it look good make it look nice, Photoshop it. You yeah. can always do everything in post. Um, yeah, I learned that like after doing my first test shoots even as a kid, right. before I started actually working, I was shocked. I was like, okay, like the finished product is nice, but when you're actually shooting, yeah. it's not fun. You're either freezing to death, sweating to death, your back's hurting from wearing heels. Your feet are hurting. The clothes are too small. People uh, yelling at you. Yeah, people pushing you around, yanking your hair. I mean, one of my first shoots, I remember someone like kind of burnt off my hair. Ooh. The hairstylist, yay. Um, and you killed her, right? Absolutely. I'm a killer. <laughs> the end. We're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, she'll be in jail. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually killed anything. I'm vegan, so... I don't even kill flies. Um, Okay, wait, so modeling. (laughs) 
this is way more i feel like modeling is way more interesting actually my roommate and i have been wanting to discuss like our experience hustling in the industry for years now and have yeah. talked about starting a podcast because we have so much to say on it coming from you know one day catering to all these celebrities and stars and just feeling so low and then the next day shooting like a tv show or a campaign or a billboard or a billboard the contrast is insane here that can do things to your head and emotional state too right totally it's this bipolar swing of one day you are feeling like trash and worthless and the next day you are the the it girl the it person the you know you are it everyone wants to be there for you you know i have people who are putting shoes on for me and putting my clothes on for me and feeding me and playing with my hair and doing everything mm-hmm. well i just stand there and just exist yeah so the highs are high the lows are low and mm-hmm. this happens all the time all the time yep what is what is the end game you think for models like to transition to become a supermodel where everything is grand and amazing is there such a thing that's a really good question uh to be honest, I don't know. I only know my experience. Yeah. And I know from talking to some girls who have done some bigger jobs and accomplished a lot in the modeling world. And to be honest with you, you know, you have your high moments in modeling, but it doesn't really mean much at the end of the day. And I feel like the idea of the supermodel is not the same as it used to be. I think it is moving more towards... Um, the social media world compared to like the supermodel oh no that's what i'm afraid of yeah same i just had to have that conversation you're gonna do tiktok a lot now or something absolutely not okay I i'm have glad a TikTok. to hear that mm-hmm. yes i have a tiktok i started in 2020 it uh-huh. has a total of i feel like six to eight videos maybe something yeah. like that and you made two million dollars from that right Two million and a half, correct. That's so cool. I can't wait to start TikTok. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the crazy part, though, is I didn't post on it for a year. Wow, I sound Canadian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Amanda? Sorry, y'all. Uh, I grew up on the border of Canada. Anyway. Um, yeah, you're, you're partially Canadian. <laughs> I'm, like, basically Canadian. Like, I would only get Canadian radio. The mountain air just moved over. Changed you. <laughs> started speaking weird but I also it's, say, it's, it's cute though I, st- I say y'all a lot as well just because uh i don't know i got some family from the south but uh, have you modeled overseas i do not believe i have yet actually oh that surprises me it is shocking to me as well because that was one of my dreams for modeling was to like japan travel yeah, yeah. well so actually i tried to get signed in japan and that was a whole phase that I went through, I think, in like 2019. Yeah. I was really working on that. Or maybe it was fall of 2018. I don't remember the exact time frame, but pre-pandemic. And if we want to get deep on it, um, like for me, a dream of mine has always been to go to Japan. I've wanted to do that for as long as I can remember. But Regardless uh, of the reason, just, just to like check it out. I just... As far as I have experienced from America and America's version of it, I feel like I really like the culture. Um, you would love it. Yeah, I it's feel great. like I would. You know, yeah. just yeah, I just have this idealized version of it, and I still have yet to go. 
but uh you can with, do it you can do it i man. know i'm gonna do, do it, it. my do family's it. been saying we're gonna go for the last several years and then it just keeps getting pushed out just change the plane's route from mexico to the west side yeah. you'll be there in 12 hours 11. well yeah so what with uh going to japan though to get more on the darker moments of like my modeling career i really wanted to go to japan um my agency that i was with at the time in la had uh agents from japan in that were looking to sign models Mm -hmm. and i met with them and they liked me but things that i ran into and my agent sat me down and talked to me about at the time was well actually this is the weird part the agent from japan told me directly more or less you're too tan to be fair-skinned and you're too fair-skinned to be tan and honestly like that market from what i was told they want dark hair light skin or they want like the complete opposite but for me because i'm a blonde girl that's got tan ish skin i'm still white but for them too tan and freckled i wasn't for their market and also i was too big with a 25 inch waist and a 35 inch hip too big motherfucker Mm -hmm. that crush you uh, yeah, at the time, because modeling was my sole focus, my sole goal. It's where I saw myself and who I was. That's how I identified myself at the time was as a model. Yeah. And for them to tell me that just hurt because I had spent the last several like weeks, if not months, just working out as hard as I possibly could to be as thin as I possibly could because... For me at that time, my version of a successful model meant a girl with the tiniest waist you could possibly get and small hips. And I learned through all of that experience that for me, as much as I work out and as hard as I try, I am not going to be able to achieve those measurements without giving up a lot of my health and wellness as a person. That includes mental health. That includes physical health. It's all tied in together. That's also one agent telling you all this. It was like two or three through my agency. Like they represent the entire country of Japan where they're like apply yeah. all. Oh, exactly. It won the part. Oh, gosh, I have so much to say on all this. Um, Just give me the short summary. Yeah. So that happened. That really bummed me out. And then I went down the dark rabbit hole of getting a personal trainer and mm. just obsessing over working out with my best friend which I loved that part of working out with my best friend all the time, but it became... How old were you? I think I was 19 at the time. You hired a personal trainer? I got connected with this personal trainer um, through my friend and through Instagram, and we had this deal where we would work out in exchange for um, him using us for his workout guides and social media. Very good lesson to learn. Yes. That's where buyout comes from. Yes. Licensing your image. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. So, yeah, I went down that dark rabbit hole. And then at that point, I kind of had given up on Japan. But I remember I wrote down in this journal, like, I still had a vision for the next three years of, like, I'm going to go. My plan at the time was I'm going to go get signed in Miami. And then I'm going to go get signed in New York. And then I'm going to go get signed in Australia. And I wanted to hit those markets. That was my goal. And I did the first two of those, which after working out with this personal trainer, I got signed with Next in Miami, which was a really big deal for me. And then um, about a year and a half after that, I got signed in New York. 
And even though I signed the papers in New York, technically, it never fully went through, I think, because right at that point is when the pandemic hit. Oh. So, so I technically have not actually worked in New York, but right before that March 2020, I had hit my goal of being signed in Seattle, LA, New York, and Miami, which was oh. a pretty good feeling. Nice. Yeah. Now, you're mostly here in LA. Correct. What does LA feel like to you? today compared to back then i don't know if it's because i've matured and spent more time here yeah or if it's the current time and the current situation that we're all in but um back then for me what i mean i was like 1920 and i felt like i just was always out and about going to events going to parties clubbing Mm -hmm. definitely underage at the time and now for me i feel like I only go into town, which because I live out in Santa Monica near the coast. Like I, I don't love to be in the city. Um, for me, yeah, man, I only parking. come in. Hmm? Parking. Yeah, parking. Parking's I, a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I have garage parking in Santa Monica. That's why I stay over there and I don't come into town. Secure these days. garage parking, folks. Yep. yep. Shotguns ready. It's worth it. So yeah, at this stage. I only come into town when I need to for castings and shoots and what whatever shows up. So, you know, I don't really go to events and parties anymore. They do exist. I see them and I do get invited, but I don't know at this stage. How do you feel yeah. right before you're about to go to a party? I'd be very, like, nervous <laughs> about it. Um, well, I've gone to a lot actually by myself, which is kind of shocking to think about. That is pretty shocking. Yeah, probably That's not. very brave. I was going to say not the best idea either. No. But uh, either if I'm going with a friend, it's always like, yay, we're going to have a good time, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just going in with a grain of salt of like, you don't know what it's going to be like. Same thing going by myself where, you know, I just, it's kind of like going into a casting or an audition. You just buck up and you're like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna put on my best smile my best foot forward and just exist and see what Mm. happens any horror stories Mm, not there probably are some but none that stuck to memory enough to remember right now there is a bit of a curse to being a model right when you're like young and attractive and i mean guys and some girls probably like say all the wrong shit every time they approach you i mean (laughs) and i think something like that kind of happened today as well so it's like how do you how do you manage all that time to be honest and experience uh something that i am kind of passionate about talking about now that i'm older and have gone through this yeah that upsets me is the part where when you're signed as a younger model Thankfully, like with my mother agent that I've had for 10 years, I have not had this experience. They have been wonderful to me. I still love them to death. And they are one of the only agencies I truly trust. But aside from that, for a lot of these younger models, including myself, even at 18, when I had moved to LA and started fully modeling, you look at your agents like a parental figure when you're that age. Mm -hmm. Um, In the same regard as I look at my mother agent like a parental figure, but with that that means i also look at them with a respect and a trust that they know what's best for me when in reality i've learned through trial and error and experience and time that what their interests are might not be the best for me and so 
that's where it's really difficult where I feel like I need to do what my agents want me to do when I'm when I was younger that's how I felt and then now as I've gotten older I realize wow they're just doing their job you know I don't have the most personal connections with them and they don't know everything about me and what we're doing here is a business when you were starting out did you have to take a lot of jobs that you just didn't want to do uh at when I was first starting I wanted to take everything it was all new to me it was all exciting nothing weird happened no nothing wild thankfully i haven't had crazy horror stories like i've heard before yeah but you know it's just i guess like one of my first paid modeling jobs not the very first but one of them was for amazon in seattle okay and i will not forget like the hair and makeup team was great the whole set was a nice vibe but then when it came to actually shooting this photographer oh no was yelling at me the whole time saying know your angles know your angles know what you're doing and i'm like new to modeling at this stage and i'm like trying my best and she's like you have a good side find your good side and i'm just like "Ah, i've got two sides i don't know what to do um and she just kept yelling this at me and honestly since then i can tell you right now what my good side is my good angle and that is drilled into my brain but that was Damn. like my intro to modeling. I would have been crying on that set. I did okay. I was good. I was just tripping out because I'm like, what the hell are you yelling for? <laughs> I'm like, what? What's going like on right here? here? Oh, naturally, I never saw the photos. You never see photos from jobs. I feel like. Let's talk about that. I hear that from a lot of models. Yeah, you yeah. You do these test shoots, uh, especially test shoots. If it was a paid shoot, maybe it applies to paid shoots too. But you just oh, don't get those photos. That's what back. I'm saying. I I have worked so many modeling jobs. I have no clue where the photos went. Like I shot for Adidas and Adidas. Like by what's the, way. the longest you waited? Uh, a a year, year and a half for a test year and shoot. a half for a for test, test shoot. shoot. Mm-hmm. What was the reason? I don't know. I, I honestly, oh, I'm busy. I forgot about the photos, and then they came back around, and I was like, oh yeah. And what did you a think cool of them? Shoot. I loved the photos. I looked a oh, little okay. older by the time I got them. Yeah, but a year and a half is a long time. Buddy. A year come and a half on. between like eighteen to like what 19 and a half almost 20 i I looked a little different oh please i doubt that a little bit jeez but in general you're waiting like what weeks months for a test shoot yeah it's crazy some photographers give them to me next day other ones like some recent shoots i did yeah it takes like a maybe like a month to two okay something like that um this is considered normal now yeah yeah if i have my agent on my case with it yeah usually we'll get photos back within like a month right what do you um wish younger models or younger unsigned models would like look out for before venturing into this world that is a great question because i see a lot of common denominators but i want to i want to hear your your side first to look out for Well, there's the obvious ones when it comes to sexualization, predators, putting yourself in inappropriate, uncomfortable situations without realizing it. You always have to be aware of that. Go Um, with a friend. Yep. I was going to say, it's something that my mother agent sat me down and taught me with the introduction of signing with the agency is if you're meeting with a photographer for a test shoot, even a lot of jobs, always meet in a public place. Yeah. Always. So that's like the obvious one. Um, The other one I would say 
is know that you are in charge of your own image and you you are who you want to be and so don't let anyone else tell you that you have to do something you have the right to say no nice i like that yeah what about when it comes to reading contracts because that can be very tricky always read your contracts always read the fine print i don't think they're reading it's hard it's really awkward i run into this all the time it's really awkward when you're handed a contract from a client even after you shoot like that happened to me the other day they handed me something after i shot and they're like oh just sign this real quick it just says x y and z and i'm like okay and i just like they're sitting there waiting for me to sign it i'm like no i'm actually gonna read this before i sign it because you will get signed into something without knowing it if you Mm. don't pay attention to what you're signing what should these younger folks look out for in contracts yeah they're either glancing at it or they're just relying on someone else to read it for them yeah i think that's the vibe i get you're no, starting out no. every every young girl if wants you're to, brand I new, be a model i want to be famous always pay attention to the usage if you tell us what that means usage is the amount of time and where your images are going to be used mm-hmm. and that is a big deal because it's a big chunk of cash. If you see something that says in perpetuity, don't sign it. Okay, good. Unless you were confident and okay with it. But in perpetuity means forever. That means they have unlimited access to it, basically, as far as time, technically. Because it could be like a building poster one day and you didn't get compensated. Yeah, it could, they could use you on a billboard in 20 years or they could use your image on a billboard for 20 years yeah and you and get you, nothing and nothing you're, you're getting paid whatever the day rate was yeah which is like 70 dollars. no okay. if you're getting paid 70 dollars to model don't run don't just go don't do that okay i know inflation is incurring <laughs> incurring oh Inc- <laughs> i thought you were gonna say inflation is encouraged <laughs> no please don't although no, no, inflation no, no. Is, we gotta move is occurring it is occurring yeah here's the deal okay here's a really good tip tell me i have people all the time that i grew up with saying hey i want to model blah 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 oh yeah yeah the classic i want to model how do i get into modeling a good one i got was i want to model but i don't want to do all like the cheap work i just want to shoot something big right away i'm like uh be my guest go for it have fun but the reality here is if you want to start modeling the best thing that you can do is first of all uh practice your posing and your angles in front of a mirror understand what you look like because once you're in front of a camera you're not going to be able to see that so if you kind of memorize your angles that's great that's good i like that too. yep that's and i used to do that i almost still do that but i haven't for the last like year or so because i've been doing it for so long but i used to always practice my posing in front of a mirror before i went to a casting before i went to a shoot i would also research like a client and what their style of posing was on their website before i would go always uh look up people yes yeah Um, especially the photographer because we have a horrible stigma i gotta backtrack here so i was saying (laughs) with uh young teens getting started modeling though what you want to do is grab a friend and just practice shooting with them yeah then you want to start shooting for free with photographers initially you can start doing test shoots for free that's what a test shoot is yeah and then do as much of that as you can and you want to and then go get signed with an agency is usually my recommendation and then at that point once you have a strong portfolio that's when you can start demanding money oh but the really important part here that i'm blanking on right now 
is oh, it's it's here though it's coming back never ever pay for a test shoot unless your agent tells you to specifically ah. and even if they tell you to make sure it's a photographer that you really like and you really want to work with and that they have good work and speaking of that yes is it critical for a photographer to have a website absolutely in now, today in today's world yes. instagram is taking over and some people some models and some photographers only rely on instagram to like showcase their work can you do you agree or disagree that a website is more significant and more presentable a website is essential for additional credibility but there are yeah. photographers that i've shot with that have amazing work and have shot with a lot of big clients that i've never even looked at their website to be honest right because their work already speaks for itself exactly it's uh, what i see on instagram is usually what i follow more closely than a photographer's website because that's how i do a lot of my networking and researching is through instagram mm -hmm. social media um i'm not gonna google a photographer and just like i'm not gonna google la photographers and then just pick someone to shoot with i'm gonna no look through Instagram, see who these big models are shooting with, what these big clients are shooting with. and Do you ever ask like what cameras are you using? What lens is this shot and this setup? Or you just nope. You just do your thing? Nope. I just look at their work and say, hey. Hey, I trust you. That looks good. Honestly, that I also... good, man. Yeah. I trust you. I, I also don't really reach out to photographers. I usually let them reach out to me. Whoa, look at that. Ooh. I know I got to be better about that with my dating life. Oh, is that where we're going now? <laughs> no, we, there's so much more to say about modeling. We don't have to only talk about modeling. No, but I, mean, I you're, do. You're also an actor. You're a designer. Debatable actor. A very talented designer, I may say, and a very natural photographer now. I have. What else are you going to do? Fix cars? I have fixed my car before. You have? A couple times. Yeah, super simple, but with my old 1998 Vita Beetle. Fixed by car. That yeah. black Beetle? With the 1998 Vita Beetle, I have had that thing break down oh. on me so many times. That's right. You I remember t I remember you <laughs> saying that to me when we first met. Yeah. That thing though, like I had to learn. I mean, they're so simple, but like as a what girl yeah, what did you fix? Well, I was to say, yeah. as a girl that knew nothing about cars, like, I, and my friends don't know anything about cars except for, like, Most some of my, my guy friends, but, you know, just learning how to replace, like, the fuses that went out and understanding, like, what nice. was going on there, changing my oil, uh, yeah. you know, what's it called, coolant, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Top it off. You yeah. gotta wear gloves, though. That shit, like, stays on you. Yeah. For days. Yeah. Just like little things like that. Just understanding my car, like when the clutch went out, all Ooh, those things. Yeah. That's scary. Mm hmm. Headlights actually, going out. Oh, so much. Oh, yeah. When my clutch went out, I was going up the hill from the valley oh on the god. 405. Oh, my God. <laughs> and trying to get back home to Westwood at the time. And my car just barely made it up to the top of the hill in 405 kind of by the getty and i honestly coasted all the way back to westwood oh my god had to get my car towed the next morning out of my garage which i barely made it into what a nightmare yeah oh oh oh, oh okay y yes yes i'm yes. raising my hand yes yes student go ahead <laughs> you were, i was you gonna say something that i was just talking about and considering posting on instagram and then got insecure because i'm like 
people don't really care but i'm gonna say it because this is a speaking format yeah. format correct this what, is an audio up? file format um what what kind of file format do you use for a podcast i just do the standard mp3 okay yeah i just had to write about you know wave versus mp3 versus whatever for class anyway one of my favorite pieces of advice that i ever got yeah when i was about 19 in my passionate about modeling era just got signed with next in miami was on top of the world my ex-boyfriend's friend sat me down and was like hey this is super cool we were in florida by the way because i just got signed in miami what he said to me was you are not necessarily what you do you are someone who does things. Yeah. So me, I am Polonia and I model. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that because I am Polonia, I am a model. It means it's that... It's not your full identity. Exactly. It, You're a jack of all trades. And, and I've learned that and worked on that more and more. But I felt like at that age, what you did is who you were. I was like, I'm a model. This is who I am. But this friend was like, no, you are someone who models and you are Mm -hmm. someone who also does these things. And he kind of taught me that concept of not putting all your eggs in one basket, which I feel like has been so applicable to my life these days and is something that I feel like everyone should focus on is just not like pigeonholing yourself into one thing. I got a crazy question for you. Let's say Instagram stopped. Mm-hmm. Like it ceased to exist. Yeah. Let's go. What would happen? <laughs> Instagram just... Well, okay. The, Any photo sharing app. Let's say yes. it just ceased to exist. Well, here, real quick. This is where my brain comes into play. This is who I am, unfortunately. Is, this rela- is it going to relate to my question? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, unfortunately, my brain right here goes, does that mean Instagram just like in all these photo sharing apps just completely disappeared or that they never existed? Like the context of oh, like... come on, man. Let's just say it shut down tomorrow. Okay, everything like like Meta crashed. Okay. Yeah, everything's gone. Everything's gone tomorrow. And you can't share. Am I allowed to swear? Yes, you've been swearing already. Fucking amazing. Oh. I love it. What a plot twist. I think it'd be fucking amazing. It'd be very liberating, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You don't have to focus on like comparison Mm -mm. or like selling yourself too much. Nope. Uh, fun fact, y'all. Uh, Instagram is not reality, nor is the metaverse. It's not? not? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no, it I is not. get out of here. Even everything that I put on Instagram, to be honest, like I was even just telling someone this yesterday. Yes, I post my life on Instagram, but it's all curated. I don't post while I go about my day on Instagram. Like even right now, I have Please so don't. much stuff I'm about to post on my Instagram story yes, that I've are. been shooting throughout the day, but I'm not posting it while I'm doing it because I like to go through and make sure I pick the best version of what I shot throughout the day. And then I post it all at once. And then that also reduces my amount of time on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm someone, unfortunately, sorry guys, I post and then walk away from the app. I don't really interact on it much. Most people might find that hard to believe because you can easily be appearing like you really, really love yourself. Like really, really. And you need to get all those likes, all those strange messages and all those uh, scarier messages as well. Yes, yes. But I, I got to know you for the past two years and like me and other uh, down-to-earth models, it's just part of your job to like, you know, keep consistency when it comes to your image for future work. 
correct even today at the coffee shop because i currently have like 23.5 go ahead say whatever go ahead go ahead ahead. thousand followers uh he was like oh Oh, you can be an influencer for me. And I hear the influence word influence what? I, I know. Well, I hear the word influencer and I just cringe, but this is something really interesting to point out I in the modeling term world. So much. Cringe? No, influencer. Oh, I, I I hate the word cringe and the word influencer. I won't say cringe. Cringe makes me cringe. Okay, I won't say it. It's just tacky. <laughs> oh God, you young people. Okay, language, okay, okay, man. okay. Hold on, hold on. Um You haven't said one time. The word literally. No, I will not use that word because I'm actually using my brain right now and not just brain dead. I will say the word literally when I'm brain dead. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, he's cringing. Uh, 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 uh. I'm 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 curling into a ball. (laughs) I'm cringing. Um, No. uh, So coffee shop. Modeling today. Yeah, today. No, modeling in today's world. Yeah. Before I had over 10,000 followers, I would go oh, to castings. I they had, would make I us... 700 followers. Let me finish my story. Okay, sorry. God, your eyes go scary when you're interrupted. <laughs> wow, I just got really aggressive with you. I'm sorry. Okay. I submit... I'm curling into a ball me. again. Forgive me. I'm looking away. I'm not an aggressive person. I'm really nice, go I ahead. swear. Go ahead. Modeling I've, today. I've had to learn how to be cocky and confident to survive in LA. <laughs> yeah, they'll buy that. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right, today modeling world. What do you want to say? When you preach. go, <clears throat> let me preach to the choir here. Uh, when you go into castings, yeah, they make you write down how many followers you have. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's right. They care uh, about that shit. When they, did that start? As long as I can remember, modeling in L.A., which for me started in 2019. <sighs> okay. So they. What is the? Yeah. What's an acceptable count? For you to get signed, potentially. They would not consider girls who had under 10,000 followers. Okay, 10. Fuck. I did not have 10,000 followers until maybe 2020. And to go on the record, you're not paying for followers. You have authentic 20,000 plus followers, right? Yes. On the record. she yes. She admitted that. Okay. Go on. So... You have to have, yeah, they would not consider you under 10,000. And for a long time, I was... Regardless of how you look? Yeah, a lot of these clients, because for them, it's free advertising. That's if, so sad. If you already have a social media following, free advertising. What's your take on all these, like, YouTubers, influencers, TikTokers, who are, like, ultra famous for doing nothing? No comment. Oh, I'll take that. Someone told me something great which applies to them that I totally agreed with. And it's the uh, extreme art of nothing. Yeah. And I was like, is this what's going to take over? Like SAG actors and like, like, I mean, I look at Austin Butler and Elvis now. He's going to fucking go. He's going to be the king. He, he was the king. Now he's going to be the king. And this guy's a phenomenal actor. But you compare that with, I don't know their names, bro. I don't pay attention to TikTok, to be honest. My roommate is always like, you know that one TikTok? And I'm like, I haven't opened TikTok in two weeks. So no, I don't. But uh, my opinion on that is I think where a lot of the success comes from is these people are creating content that is relatively relatable or at least the idea that it's relatable. And when you are sharing so much of your life. Dancing on a phone. 
Well, okay, that's just that's just fine. I don't know anything about that actually. <laughs> I no comment on that. Okay, go on. But uh, the ones that I do feel like are becoming more successful, well, I, you know, it's this fine line of some people want to see the person that's unrealistically pretty and curated, and they enjoy that. But then also people love the relatable content. They love the realness. The category is, is it realness? Realness. Is it though? It's Instagrammable realness. Oh boy, I hope someone shuts down Instagram. So yeah, I do as well. Actually, no, I'm not kidding. Like I'm yeah, telling y'all, I'm telling the world. It right may be here. hard to believe for the public to hear that, but I believe you. Oh me, I'm telling you right now. Me on Instagram, I'm even about to post this. Me on Instagram is not me in real life. It's my curated version. It's my job. It's my profession. Me in real life here right now. If Instagram disappeared. Happiness. I would be jumping with joy because it's a huge sense of relief that now we don't have to judge each other and base our value off of this curated alternative reality. Mm-hmm. You can be real because what I post on Instagram and what I do in person and the conversations I have with people, it's like that concept of texting versus phone calls even, which aren't even great, but you can't pick up real tone through text and through Instagram on someone as you can through talking to them in person. Yeah, of course. It's always the best way. If Instagram disappeared right now, if my modeling career ended tomorrow... Oh, that's another issue. Yeah. How would you feel about that? I don't know what would cause that specifically to happen, but if my modeling career ended tomorrow... If you got canceled or something. Well, being canceled would be a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do struggle with um, people not liking me. Hmm. Just because it... I don't... Yeah, I don't like the feeling of someone having any negative emotions towards me. It doesn't feel good. No. Which I feel like is natural and it's human. You know, we all kind of want some form of validation, even in the littlest ways. But uh, if if my modeling career dropped tomorrow and I quit or something happened, mm-hmm. I would feel a sense of relief, to be honest. Yeah, I've been kind of working my way out of the industry because I've, I've given it my shot. I've given it my attention, my love, and I've accomplished almost everything that I really wanted to do. Aside from like some brands, but you know, they're just brands. You didn't get one, but two billboards. In the heart of LA, near the Beverly Center, on La Cienega, for me undies. That was a pretty uh, triumphant moment. That was a crazy moment. Even though looking at them, I'm like, yeah, they're not the biggest billboards ever, but they are oh, come on. on a busy street. My friends did see them while they drove to work every day. Yeah. And one of the two was just straight up me in a bikini laying across this billboard. With your shades on. Yes, of course, with the shades on. Shout out to the Me Undies crew. I love you guys. Um, but with all that, yeah, it's 13-year-old me is jumping with joy. It's like, I did that. Yeah, that's a great, great achievement. Yeah, I've gotten a campaign with my name on it and talking and all that stuff as well. Oh. And I've been on the cover of some magazines before and inside some magazines. And, you know, those are things like... I've done runway shows. It's not my forte to do runway, but I've done a lot of the things I wanted to do. That looks like the scariest. Runway? Absolutely. Yeah, I I remember auditioning for Those Fashion Week. Yeah. Auditioning for Fashion Week. 
I remember I visually blacked out while I was walking in front of a panel of like six casting directors or whoever. I don't know what they oh, were. Gosh. Um, because I get stage fright. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. I was deathly shy as a kid. You were deathly shy as a kid? Yes. I could not order my own food at a restaurant. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like my mom would Even have to do it Even when you pointed at the menu? like this. Oh, is that was too much attention. Really? I would have my mom order for me. Damn. So you would you just sit there with your hoodie over your face? Yeah, something like that. My hoodie with my Uggs and my leggings because oh. this is 2000 and... I can't believe I'm saying this, but I could totally picture that. Yeah. Damn. Are there any disadvantages to being attractive? Yeah, sometimes I wish I was more average looking because then I would not have as many opportunities presented to me. And through that, That's a why, good problem, though. why I'm saying this though is because I'm someone when I have opportunities given to me, I have that like fighter instinct in me that says I have to take them and I can't say no. And then this puts me in this position where I start sacrificing myself sometimes because I feel like I have to take these opportunities because they're given to me and not given to other people when in reality I don't necessarily want to do some of these things are you getting better at that like are you saying no to things one of the most powerful words in the entire human language is no yeah just turning down big jobs even though because you won't feel right about it and to answer your question no I have not gotten great at it (laughs) (laughs) but you will be I'm getting better. Okay, so you're a designer, coder, website coder, and photographer. Polonia, you got to choose. Or maybe not. Jack of all trades, master of none. Is that true, though? So, what I was just saying, modeling, if I can keep it through my 30s, great, but it's not my primary focus and interest, to be honest. When you're taking pictures for hours a day, it gets really boring. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, and I unfortunately have a brain. It can be boring. Yeah. But, actually, listeners, she's she's really good at it. So, you should not, like, take longer than an hour to shoot her. Oh, yeah, I'll be quick. Yeah. So, uh... Where do I see myself, though, with everything else that I'm doing in my life? Well, I'm about to graduate college, potentially. December? December, potentially with a 4.0, which is really weird to think about. Yeah, you're trying a little too hard. I I think a a 3.7 is fine. My advice from someone who has a 4.0 in their senior year of college is... Easy, easy, easy. Hold on, hold on. My advice... From someone who has a 4.0 in my senior year of college. Go on. It's not fucking worth it. (laughs) Okay. That's a relief. (laughs) That's the truth, guys. Producers are execs. They don't look at your GPA. No. No one cares what your GPA is. They don't care what your degree is either. No. They really don't. Like, I just started working for an apparel manufacturing company as a quote-unquote graphic designer. Yeah. Almost everything I did for that job was nothing I had learned in school as a graphic design major. I think YouTube is the best school these days. Yeah, trial and error and YouTube. Even, I don't look at my textbook half of the time. I just Google everything and look on YouTube. Oh, okay. It's a lot faster. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, The other question is, what would would happen if YouTube stopped existing? (laughs) We'd be really screwed. (laughs) If YouTube stopped existing? I wouldn't learn how to cook, how to to fix things. Would I have to learn how to read? That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know how to read either. I don't know how to read. It's totally fine. Oh, I don't remember the last time I read an actual book. Actually, I do. I believe it was Slaughterhouse-Five. That sounds peachy. (laughs) Yeah, it's real peachy. Based on a true story. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you want to be a designer for the rest of your life, you think? Or which is it? Since I was probably three or four years old, I said I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. Mm. So What kind of artwork? Whatever it may be. Well, there's got to be, you got to like categorize it somewhat. Well, yeah, and that's where it kind of has evolved and grown. I used to want to be a fashion designer and oh, yeah. I went to school for industrial design and then I became a model and the subject of other people's artwork. And now I'm trying to be a graphic designer because it seems like it's going to be the easiest version of design to work remotely and travel. And the more I mention, hey, I'm doing graphic design the more I see people needing it. For me, it's just being a creative is what is being an artist these days. Mm, I love that. And you uh, picked up the camera maybe like a year ago and uh, it's safe to say you got pretty good at it. And is that an awakening for you? Yeah, it seems like a natural transition going from modeling as a career to photography, given I've spent so much time studying images for yeah. my modeling experience and also why wouldn't I like photography? It's like it's like painting and drawing but faster. Yeah. You You're know? also fast on your feet and capturing the right key moments. Mm -hmm. Composition, colors, yeah. lighting, angles, that's everything. So you love it. I definitely have a passion for it. I mean, why well, I hope you keep going. As you know, I finally got my, my mirrorless camera today. Oh, big announcement. You got big. the Sony A7 series mirrorless camera. I did. You can finally shoot quietly. Exactly. Do okay. you know what you want to shoot or get good at? Truth. This isn't where the income is yet. Could but, be. Um, well, so I started pursuing photography after taking a photography course as required for my degree oh. exactly a year ago, my oh. summer term. And uh, I had to pick like a subject f for my entire course to shoot, more or less. And for me, I did a story on surfing. So uh, given like my interests and love for being outside and surfing and snowboarding and just nature, um, I think something that fascinates me that I would love to pursue more in photography is shooting those things. So to a degree, sports and nature. Uh, but I, yeah, I loved shooting that surf story. You'd be perfect for Nat Geo. Yeah, let's go. Because you can still travel. You don't have to pay for anything. Got your laptop yeah. and you can do your work. Yeah, long story short, I think my goal in life that I'm realizing as I have pulled away from it and now I'm trying to get back into it and be more mm -hmm. grounded is let Instagram go away. Let everything go away. I just want to be outside in nature and just being as grounded as I can. Yeah, that's your happy place? That is my happy All the place. time? Yeah. Happiest with a board beneath my feet. No wonder you hate LA. Yeah. It, it serves me and benefits me financially and in my career and in finding some sense of who I am and noticing that I tend to be pulling more and more away from it the more I go into the city. So that's where it benefits me. But otherwise, yeah, I just kind of want to get back to my roots of growing up outside in the country and just mm -hmm. surfing and snowboarding and traveling with my family. That's my dream. Cool. You want to talk about dating? All right, y'all. You ready to hear about my love life? I mean, we don't have to go in depth about it, but... I'm so scared. W scared of my questions? Yes. 
No, it's. I think it's totally relatable. Like, I think your friends would have good answers too. It's like, so as a model, and guys approach you pretty often. Safe to say, right? Yeah, relatively. Do I acknowledge that they're approaching me? Usually not. I tend to be oblivious, to be honest. But when they're actually talking, flirting, asking, are you on Instagram, all that stuff. (laughs) But let's say you are attracted to one or some of them. How do you, Polonia? Even my heart just jumped. I'm scared. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) So, So when guys talk to you, like, how do you know who to trust? You don't. Does it make it harder? Because you know what you look like, you know what you do for a living. Yeah, oh, I mean, straight up, dating has been really hard. I mean, you know this, but I'm relatively new to dating in my 20s because I just got out of my long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. And so me trying to navigate dating right now, it is really hard to know who genuinely is interested in me and who just thinks I'm attractive. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. So how do you go about that? I'm figuring that out right now. Okay. Good luck. Yeah, it's it's been a trip. Uh, so far, I tend to, well, I've only ever had healthy relationships my entire life. And so now going into dating as a model in my 20s, I am used to having my heart on my sleeve and being very trusting and open. And I think people are going to do the same. And then I ended up, I end up getting slighted or jaded or whatever because... People are just attracted to me because they think I'm attractive. It's less about them getting to know me as much as them thinking I'm attractive. Has anyone ever come up come up to you like way too strongly? <laughs> yeah. Tell us that horror story. Mm, I love there's this not shit. one specific one. It's just, you know, people come up with like a pickup line. To be honest though, I What's that pickup line? <laughs> you wanna see my country farm? Uh I don't know. I had this one guy ask me out one time saying, oh, yeah, I'm a bartender over there. And he was like, your name's Polonia? That sounds like Paloma. Can I make you one after your shift? Oh, no. Yeah, I think you told me that one. Yeah, that one's a good one. I actually appreciated that one. I thought it was cute. (laughs) And that's the end of the story. That's it. But, uh, yeah, dating's rough. Still figuring it out. Um I'm honestly I like the upfrontness I like when someone says hey I think you're attractive I want to take you on a date yeah almost more than when people try to just like talk to me and like ease into it yeah just because it's like okay like I know why you're talking to me yeah at this point just say it and then we can go from there but I also like to have a little more than just like hey you're attractive let's go on a date I like someone to like you know spend time with me I don't know what I'm saying, but... uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, We actually got the great opportunity to shoot a couple, like, paid gigs together. And I remember, like, you being fairly nervous for the first few of them. So has that gotten better now? I mean, we just shot a wedding video a few days ago. Yeah, this last shoe, I felt a lot more confident in it because the one that we had shot prior was like my first time doing videography and I had no idea what I was doing. Other yeah, than, you did. I, I mean, I have knowledge compiled from watching videos my whole life, but I didn't necessarily 
know what to make sure I was paying attention to things uh-huh. like cropping, yeah. um, you know, how much space to leave above someone's head when you're shooting those sort of things, keeping a steady hand. That's just, I feel like it takes time to get better with that. Um, and also knowing what moments to catch Mm. because specifically we've been shooting weddings and so i'm only 23 i haven't been to that many weddings so you know i don't necessarily know what moments (laughs) are like really important to capture or not i think you know yeah yeah it's just you know it gets easier to figure out like oh that's interesting compared to like that's just filler you know right there is a different mindset between video and photos yeah mm-hmm. and like video you do need kind of fillers because it could be it could be a good transition to the next shot yeah that i actually do like that part about shooting videography is it, it's storytelling in a different way yeah. it's not you're you, eavesdropping <laughs> well you you don't have to i don't even listen to what people are saying when i'm filming to be honest i, I can see that i'm not a very audio <laughs> language driven person i'm much more visual yeah. But with video, you have more time to build up the story compared to a photo. You only have that one shot. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Would you ever want to shoot together again? <laughs> no. Okay. That's called sarcasm. Yes, I would love to. Cool. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions now that okay. we're coming to a close. Okay, okay. You ready for it? Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Mayonnaise, yes or no? No. Same. Your turn. <laughs> Two questions at a time. Cats or dogs? What's your? Well, you know that. <laughs> I like cats, just to be clear. It's, I just wish I wasn't allergic to them. And why does everyone have to be allergic to cats? Not everyone. Just me. <sighs> okay. Don't roll your eyes in front of me. Okay, rapid fire. Go. What's your favorite film? I was wondering that this morning as well. I'm not going to lie. I was just Don't thinking lie. about that. Uh, one of my favorite directors is Wes Anderson. Um, I grew up on Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter. So, like, that's my foundation and understanding of the world. But as far as a sting- <laughs> single standalone film... Um, okay, what's your favorite film today? Off the cuff, what came to me, Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, excellent film. It's Gene a great Hackman. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller was so funny. Favorite coffee? Uh, organic Shade Grown. <laughs> Where's that from? That's a type of bean... Um, the best thing to buy for coffee is organic and shade grown because it's the most sustainable. It has the least pesticides. And if you want to get me in that mindset right now, which apparently I'm in it, uh-huh. um, organic coffee compared to non-organic coffee, uh-huh. organic coffee does not give me the jitters that non-organic coffee does. Oh God, I hate the jitters. Because you're reducing pesticides in it. What song do you listen to before a photo shoot? In modeling, I would always listen to Lady Gaga because she is like mm, my idol that I grew up choice. listening to. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm huge on Billie Eilish. Oh, yeah. We love and know that. I love you, Billie, if you ever listen to this. We got to shoot her. Yes, we do. That'd also, be a fun job. I love you, Stephanie Germanata, anyway. But yeah, usually listen to some good pump up jams, you know, whatever the fuck that means. What do you listen to when you're down? Right now, I don't know why I'm getting really deep into like 2009 ed sheeran i don't like his new stuff um also i love elliot smith Hmm. always that's like a good like sad real moment for me oh okay yeah (laughs) so the johnny depp amber heard case (laughs) (laughs) genuinely genuinely like that transition (laughs) genuinely what's your take on it 
I have like zero opinion to be honest because okay. I don't even know what's going on. I just know that like this I'll is be probably scrolling. A deleted scene. I will be scrolling through Instagram or the No, no, you can't do that. Hold you on, can't. hold on. I will be scrolling through social media, be it the once every two weeks I check TikTok or the every day when I check Instagram when I'm posting. And I see people posting things about it. And I'm like, yes. interesting. I wonder what the real story is here. Because obviously people are going to stage things to look one way or the other. Yeah. I, I can play devil's advocate for everything. With that said, why the fuck did this happen? So now we cannot have Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. I am not okay with this. Johnny Depp needs to be in Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe. I have been obsessed with Johnny Depp since I was a child. He has been one of my celebrity crushes since I was a child. And the part that gets really weird is that he was my mom's celebrity crush when she was my age. Oh, boy. And, you know, I used to say, like, oh, I forget who the other one was. But Johnny Depp has, like, always been, a like, a childhood celebrity crush of mine. And you just can't take him away from Pirates of the Caribbean for me. And the whole... They'd have to pay him a lot. The whole Grindelwald thing, like, the actors they chose for the new... I Dumbledore didn't see it, dude. movie. It was so boring. The two actors that they chose looked way too similar. And if it was Johnny Depp, I would have known that he was Grindelwald. But the other actor that they used looked too much like the other guy. And then I oh, got confused. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen, who's a phenomenal actor. But I mean, it's just, you know, it's business, you know. Just got to replace him with whoever's available and yeah. affordable. Yeah. But um, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. I, I just, mean, just like my other hero, like, Will Smith. I mean, he'll make a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Oh, yeah. Like, as a kid. Like, oh, are we still on Johnny? Yes, I'm still on Johnny. Okay, Dad. go ahead. I love Tim Burton, by the way. Go ahead. Start sweating. Go ahead. Tim Burton is one of my other favorite directors. Yes. There's addition, no one like him. In addition to, like, Wes Anderson and Pete Jackson. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton, shout out. But through that, of course, I also have my love for Johnny Depp, right? And I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that just happened. So uh, as a kid, though, I was going to say like movies that I wished I was part of as like a little girl, like one of them, I wished I was Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, I could see that. Yeah, like that. Like, no, me as a, like a little girl, I love to dress up as a pirate and carry around a sword oh, as a kid. Interesting. That or a lightsaber and be Princess Leia. Or, or Queen Amidala. Amidala. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be a lot older to play Leia. Well, when I was a kid, though. I know, I know. Yeah, it's a, it's a vicarious. But adventure. like those were those were two female characters that I would have loved to be. I like the badassery, you know. Yeah, I could see that. I made a little movie as a kid with my friend playing with lightsabers. People used to think I was a a little boy when I was a kid because I would what wear it. A Spider-Man suit that covered me head to toe. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I love Spider-Man. That's also, awesome. Also, Tobey Maguire will always be my Spider-Man. He I, is, yeah. I don't know OG. what's up with the rest, but... The rest? I, I don't know the what British the... British guys? Yeah. Apparently, there was like a third Spider-Man from that series I never saw. But the first two with uh, Tobey no, were like... three. You got Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying like within when toby Maguire was spider-man yeah apparently there was like a third one. Oh, third film that he did yes yes i didn't even see it you don't need to see it i only saw the first two but those two were like also oh. mary jane in those that was my other like i wanted to be that and i wanted to be spider-man <sighs> too much screaming <sighs> i wanted to be that's all, all that. she did but spider-man 2 is the best spider-man film for sure Toby's Spider-Man 2. With, with uh, Dr. Octo, yeah. whatever his name is. Because it was like a drama. 
I don't even remember those parts. He loses his powers because he's so freaking stressed out. I need to rewatch these. He's in love, but he can't get her. Yeah. He's poor. He's yeah. broke. He's behind in school. Yeah. It's like real, like real. It felt. Anyway. <sighs> Film. So here's the thing. You're all um, fired up talking about these movies. Well, That's I was going to say. This could be part two. Part two. Here's the deal. My mom really wants me to be an actress. I did some plays as Still? a kid. Yes. I did some plays as a kid. Um, and I like gave acting my half-ass shot here in LA. I honestly did not really try other than I took some classes. I submitted myself for like a month at one point. Ended up getting put on hold for this short film for like a year that I was the lead of. You know about this, Billy, but the rest of the world doesn't kind I don't know of. What's going on with that? Uh, it's I probably said, dead. I turned I turned it down. Yeah. I said but I don't no. know what they're doing though. Um, yeah, I'm a little the, curious. The like, whole thing was weird. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say trust with, your instincts, with all of this, the reason I decided to start pursuing acting for a minute and a half was because everyone came up to me and it's LA and they're like, do you act? You should act. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Took classes. Mom wants me to do it. My grandma thinks I am an actress as far as she recalls. Um, and to be honest, though, the reason why I was personally interested in it and why it piqued me was i've had such a love for movies and tv shows my entire life like i am someone who you still do i will i exactly and for me that is my way of connecting with that mm. is because i have watched movies for as long as i can remember and i could not fall asleep and i still cannot fall asleep without watching something before bed because oh, me too <laughs> it's my version of story time true story and i actually support this still my parents would not let me watch anything with violence, but if it was sex, that's totally fine because that's love and that's human oh. nature, but violence is not encouraged. It's not always love. It's not, but <laughs> but anyway, so that's where I Well, you've seen a lot of violence since then. I have, Yeah. but I'm like... Vecna killed all those kids. But that's, that's different than like guns and fighting and punching and all that. Have you seen stuff. John Wick? No. Oh, dude, dude. What about killing two birds with one stone? What if you fo photograph the movies like I do? I don't know. I haven't thought about You're it You're still much. on a creative set. Mm -hmm. You're making a movie, sort of. You're making your own movie. Yeah, that's true. With frames. I'm visualizing it as we speak. You should try it. I think you, it'll be an eye-opening experience. Yeah. Look if I haven't you. tried look it at, yet. Look at your eyes. Like looking up at the ceiling. Your brain's dreaming. rolling right now. I see it. Y'all, I just want to live barefoot in nature, the beach, Soft maybe the sand. mountains. Could be hard sand, too. I'm okay with it. Also, I am sorry if I'm offending anyone who has an actual southern accent. I just start talking like this without thinking about it, unfortunately. It's because my mom does it, though, and my grandma does it, too. That's fine. Because um, my grandma's from the south, and so is my mom. That's fine. She made some good sweet tea as a kid mm, for me. My nice. grandma's Not when my grandma was a kid, but yeah. She'd always have sweet tea. <laughs> What's your goal next year? 2023. Well, in December, I'm going to graduate college. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to go to Costa Rica or somewhere tropical over Christmas again, like I usually do. And Such uh, a long time. I'm probably going to chase the snow and snowboarding next like winter, January through February, March, April, something like that. And that's kind of my life is I love to chase surfing and snowboarding. Yay. My loves in life, to be honest. Um, those are what really fire me up. But as far as like career and work and life and all that, I want to, once the new year hits, I want to start 
really looking for like a badass remote graphic design job so then I can just drop every material tie I have in LA and go wherever I want. That's paid for. Yes. And or I will be making enough money through a remote job that I can just drop everything. I have. I think you can do it. I will. I'm going to do it. I'm you just got to keep updating your website, bro. I know. I was told that this morning I got to put a favicon on my tabs. And a separate Instagram. Yes, I have one. Yeah, but nothing's changed. No, I haven't posted on it. Okay. Okay, world. Final words here. Yeah, final words. Go final ahead. Final words. Go ahead. I have We're coming commi- to a close for okay, Stills okay, okay, of Life. Okay, 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 I have commitment issues to work and location, not men. Oh, is that, that's it? All right, Polonia. Well, thanks for coming all the way out here to do this podcast. And uh, hopefully you'll come out really great. Thank you, Billy. I'm very thrilled to be here. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed picking apart my quirky and twisty loopy brain because it is not very linear, I admit. It's fine. Well, you drive safe, okay? I will. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Bye.